2: This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to the Reaching for Real Life podcast.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Reaching for Real Life podcast. We're faithful every week. We've been, you know what, Sean? We haven't missed a week in two and a half in two years. Is that wow? Now, is that is that no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> about a year and a half, maybe? Okay, we've
2: missed a lot of weeks. <laughs> okay. No, no, we we do not miss weeks. Uh, I think we missed one. During I, something yeah, But well, but well, no we can, We've been pretty, really Really consistent
0: I think so And I, I think Each show gets better Because we've got A really cool one today Yeah We've we're, got a great guest With big, us big, Matter of fact We've got some some Heavy hitters coming up really strong here in the next couple weeks, but uh, tell us who's well, on.
2: Well, that's right, Baron, because we're kind of a big deal,
0: <laughs> we, <yes>. aren't we? <laughs> took us a while. Took just us ask, a year and a half. Just ask us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you. <ya. laughs> Don't be shy. Uh, no, Pastor Sean, we, uh, Texas has just uh, got through with their sessions here. They're yeah, actually still in the yeah. middle of it there, mm-hmm. and so we there's some big bills that are on the table, and so we thought we'd go to the top. And we're
2: yeah. going to be talking with Senator Dr. Donna Campbell. She's the representative from District 25, which is San Antonio area, Austin, New Braunfels, San Marcos shirts, kind of all in the area right up the corridor. that that we're in, and uh, she's a physician, Uh, emergency room physician, as well as a state senator. So she just has an incredible perspective. Some very cool things that have happened. Uh, It was a great interview, so I'm looking forward to
0: getting to that. Very cool. Before we get to that, though, Sean, uh, schools, like the last week of school there, too. Everything's wrapping up here on the church campus there with Believers Academy?
2: Oh, yeah. uh, River City Believers Academy uh, had our graduation uh, this last week. It was just a neat In the amphitheater? We did in the amphitheater, yep. Cool. Yep, it was great. I think New Braunfels Christian had their graduation here in the amphitheater Alamo Heights High School is having their graduation. How many people
0: come to that one?
2: That's a big one. Yeah. That, that, there'll be thousands of people here for that. So, you know, a couple thousand people. And I 20
0: think. bucks for parking, and you're, that's a nice night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no? Did we get. Is that. No, I don't think we're getting that t- this time. Alma
0: yeah, you know, Heights, <laughs> they don't need to know. They, they got it. <laughs> it's pocket change. You know? Wow. <laughs> <Come> wow.
2: <on. laughs>
0: if you're not from San Antonio, the. Uh, yeah. The it's the Heights. Uh, Sean, anything else going on around church that we need to know about?
2: No. Uh, hey,
0: Summer? You're going to take some time off, right?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Not, not. I have in the past done the month of June, tried to just get out of the pulpit, take a little bit of time away uh, but uh, this we're going to do it end of june and the first three weeks of july but we've got you know my good friend aaron powers is going to come speak for us we've got some of our pastors who are going to speak so it's going to be a great great time we're not going to step down we're going to step up so it's going to be great wow, that's
0: very nice of you to say because aaron's got his church over there yeah. on the w- northwest side of town yeah
2: he's one of our church plants we planted you know we've planted now ourselves we're the first church plant right yeah. and then there's three others so there's four of us now so that's great
0: so who's filling in for him over there you
2: no, no. <laughs> no. that would defeat the purpose, wouldn't it? No, they've got guys just like, just like yeah. we do, so it's great.
0: You've got a deep bench here anyway, good team. Yeah. And I will say how deep your bench is. Uh, Sean, you, you, a couple weeks ago, you talked about a sinkhole. Can we talk about that for just yeah. a second? Because your team's amazing. Yeah, well, I'm so proud of you guys. We are very blessed. Yeah, I pull in, as we do in the back of the amphitheater, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago maybe, this, this is when I first saw this sinkhole yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so help me, your associate pastor, was riding a tractor today. Oh, yeah. because <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what they That's did. how <laughs> we
2: roll, okay? Uh, our, our associate pastor, Willie Mayfield, you've probably heard me talk about Willie before, grew up in the construction industry, so a lot of skills. Uh, but there was a big line underneath from the amphitheater, underneath the parking lot, that had never been set right when it was initially constructed, and it had created a lot of erosion. Our guys designed a way that we got a couple of bids for contractors coming to fix it, and it was really, really pricey. I mean, really pricey. Yeah. So our guys... Literally went down, designed away, got an engineer, got an engineer to to look at and approve. A very, actually very ingenious kind of approach to fixing this. They did it, and now they're fixing the concrete, putting it back, putting some more base in there. So, completely fix it. It's done right. And for a tenth of the cost, that's wow. and uh, Willie Mayfield is one of the guys leading that Our you know, Joel Orman, George Ebarb, our, our guys here. Josh Mayfield, Willie's son was the one who actually came up with the fix, the idea wow. of how to do the fix. So we we do. We have a very, very uh, resourceful and awesome team.
0: Yeah, they're like real men out there, too, by the way. Well, I that's mean- right.
2: That's right. I was in there with <laughs> my Burks. <laughs> they, they, they were my Those work. Burks. My, my steel toe work Burks. <laughs>
0: Oh, no, man, I just made me very, very proud and, and humble to know that uh, God's got this. You yeah. know, you look at, anyone, yep. anyone would look at this and go, we're out $100,000 and fixing this thing. But no, yep. so now you've got to go buy them lunch or something.
2: Oh, yeah, we, we will do that. <laughs> Some you know, barbecue? Yeah, yeah, maybe pay 50%, get a coupon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly, as soon as the Sunday paper comes out. Exactly. <laughs> we're in business. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Pastor Sean, I'm very excited about this conversation that's about to happen here on the Reaching for Real
3: Life podcast.
2: Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to presenting it to you. So without further ado, here's a conversation with Senator Donna Campbell. Senator Campbell, thank you for being with us. We sure appreciate it.
3: Oh, it's my pleasure. Happy to be with you. As, as you know, this is a busy time of the session. Right. i just stepped off for a couple of seconds to be able to talk with you. It's a busy, but different session, that's for sure.
2: Oh, man, it sure has been. we'll get to the session in just a moment. You being a physician, you have a very unique perspective as a senator and as a physician because Texas has done pretty well navigating the COVID-19 pandemic. And I'll bet you kind of were in some interesting conversations through that whole process as a doctor and as a senator.
3: Well, you're right. As a physician, seeing folks that uh, had COVID but had no symptoms, to those that were sick and thought they had COVID, but they didn't. To those that were very sick with COVID, physically, uh, you know, we had we had a lot of that at first. Good is that now with vaccinations that have taken place and people that have had COVID, we're, we're on the, the downhill part of this. And what is still out there more than the COVID is the fear of COVID. Yeah. So hopefully... Both of those are on the trajectory of going away. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to that. And then as a senator, the effect, economic effects of COVID really did a number on the budget because oh, yeah. places of business, you know, had, were forced closed. Some businesses can't open back. It was just too much for them. People lost their jobs. So spending was down, sales tax was down, franchise yeah. tax, just a lot of the income the state counts on. Was not there. Yeah. So at least that's all coming back. And we are beginning to see some signs of normalcy. Yeah,
2: that's what it feels like. I, I As a pastor, I was completely... Uh, just grateful to Governor Abbott for declaring churches as essential through this process, and our, our yeah. church—we're a fairly large church—and we did very, very well. You know, we we did the protocols and we carried out the recommendations, but we basically we took we were down for that six weeks that most all of us were trying to help kind of flatten the curve, and then we've been mm-hmm. meeting since, and and we have gratefully. I uh, had a really good experience, but I'm just so grateful to Governor Abbott and I have friends in other states who did mm-hmm. not have that experience. So we're, we're just right. fortunate.
3: And, you know, we did, I was a joint author on a bill and, you know, people can get lost in the numbers, but it's House Bill 1239. And that's a freedom to worship act so that it ensures that churches shall not be closed through emergency powers or executive orders in the future. Wow. The You never know who is going to be in that position of leadership as governor and so if we can pass it as a bill then legislatively we have declared that the executive branch cannot close churches mm.
2: and i think that's so important i think people you know and even sometimes we church leaders don't understand the importance of people being together and worshiping and that that kind of taking our eyes off the crisis of the moment and putting it on something bigger than ourselves something eternal and that that's yes. what happens in a worship service so as mm-hmm.
3: well yeah. you know there's private or you know personal worship and then there's corporate worship which just is it's so important at a time of need
2: yeah well
3: or really all the time
2: we appreciate your support in that we appreciate the the new freedom of worship act and uh, the big thing that's been in the news recently is sb8 which has been called the heartbeat bill tell us a little bit about that bill
3: well the heartbeat bill is great the short of it is no abortion can be performed after a heartbeat is detected. You know, sometimes a heartbeat is detected as early as six weeks. So you can't have a, an abortion after that. Right. There is no criminal offense for the mother and a patient can bring civil suit against the physician mm. or a, an entity that performs an abortion. But if it is determined that there's a heartbeat and they must. Determine it. They've got to use ultrasound, and they have to be diligent about trying to find, determine if there's a heartbeat. Right. But they've got to do that. They have to let the mother hear it, and they cannot perform an abortion after you hear a heartbeat. And our goal is to end the practice of abortion. Of course, amazingly, the judicial branch can render opinions, which is like legislation and so until Roe v. Wade is overturned. Right. Then this is at least still a step.
2: Well, it's a huge step. I mean this is something that it's, I think I think people as I even heard about it and read about it and the governor has now signed this bill, it's yes, like right who on. thought this was possible? I, I think to the casual observer it seemed impossible.
3: Exactly. But it goes into effect on September one and it is just great. The I I think the number of women that are hurt by abortion, they wish they didn't have an abortion,
1: yeah.
3: now we're going to be able to stop it earlier. And then until we can actually, until it's the state's right to make that, render that opinion on it, we've at least made a great step. And saying that, we have SB9, which is a trigger, call that a trigger,
1: right.
3: meaning that if the Supreme Court ever rules that the decision is pushed back down to the state have abortion, legal or not, then our state automatically reverts to a state where you cannot do abortion.
2: 10 states
3: already have this legislation.
2: Wow. And that's already been passed, SB 9. Uh
3: Have we passed? Yeah, I think we've passed. The House is doing things over there. (laughs)
2: Um,
3: But I think that one, yes, 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 yes. The heartbeat bill and the trigger bill both have been passed.
2: Again, just from where we've been since Roe v. Wade, this seems... Unbelievable, and I and yet I, I am so grateful for our senators who fought for this, who pushed for this, and our governor for signing it. It just seems almost too good to be true from the from just the landscape we've been been looking at for the last number of years.
3: Well, when I first got to the Senate, I worked with Senator Hager and oh, Comptroller Hager now, and the two of us worked on a huge pro life package, and. One of them was that you could not perform an abortion after 20 weeks and because it could be proven, supported, that the baby can feel pain. Right. So we did that, and that was a major milestone. But now, as early as six weeks, that that's just tremendous.
2: Yeah. It really is. When you stop and think about, you know, obviously, the, for, as a pastor, the biblical understanding that every person is a unique creation of God and that life clearly begins at conception. Every Any other date for life to begin is an arbitrary assignment, right?
3: That's uh, exactly right.
2: This is just a huge step. What challenges do you expect, legal or otherwise?
3: Well, there's probably there probably will be court challenges, just like there always are. There's the groups out there that when a bill is filed, they start calling their attorneys. But... Other states have passed it. Um, I don't have those in front of me right now. Mm. But we're not the only state. And we're not preventing abortions. We are just limiting it to, once you have a heartbeat, you can't have an abortion. Mm. There will be challenges, but based on other states, I'm just not sure how successful they will be. And no. to tell you the truth, I'm, I'm just even wondering, if there is a, is a challenge and it ends up going up to the Supreme Court, that pretty much, if they accept it, the jurisdiction. You know, if the justices accept that, then that's going to put everything on the table about what what is life, yeah, and abortion. And I, I don't know that they're really ready to go for that. No,
2: exactly, exactly. To get
3: that close to a conservative court at this time, yeah. Now, if they pack the court, that may be a different subject.
2: Now, as a physician and as a mom, I mean, uh, why is this bill so important to you personally? I mean, th- this is something that yeah. impacts us mm-hmm. personally.
3: It does, and it impacts me personally because well a number of things I believe that life is created by God and woe with the man who destroys God's innocent creation I mean what God made no man better put asunder Right. the other is I have a a daughter well I have four adopted daughters Mm -hmm. three of my daughters that I adopted were their mother birth mother had died when they were young girls. And so I adopted them with my marriage. I married a widower. Mm. And then I adopted a little girl at birth in 2006. And that mother chose life. She realized she didn't have the capacity, or at least at that time, to take care of the baby. And she loved the baby enough to give the child up. And that's how I got her. And had that young lady... Not believed in life. I would have my little girl. Wow,
2: that's huge.
3: That is huge. That is life, and it's the Lord is used me to be able to be her mother. And it's just—I mean, it, it just she's just full of life, and it's just a blessing. Yeah. So I uh, and I will fight for life, but I also believe that's the morally right thing to do. They've got the right—the the babies. It's. They're light, but unlike any other creature, they've got their own DNA, yep. and they have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but yeah. so we've got to get them out of the womb right now.
2: And you must face this all the time. To To those of us who believe there is a God, there is a design behind this. Those who of us who really believe in a personal right. God who loves us and created us, this seems like such common sense. Like, How could someone not see this? And yet, mm-hmm. there are people on the other side of the aisle from us, or from the other side of the other perspective that just this seems, this seems unthinkable and they, they view that child as a piece of tissue and that just seems so out of alignment with reality.
3: Well, we live in a topsy turvy world right now. What wrong is espoused is right. What's right is espoused is wrong. Evil is out there and we have to fight back. We have to make a stand. I, I don't understand how uh, it's amazing. Everybody who's for abortion is alive, right? They didn't get aborted.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and And
3: it's an industry and it's a mm -hmm. job. For some people, it's just a job, but it's an industry. It's a multi million dollar industry, which is sad. What I think is quite kind of an oxymoron, if you will, in the morning, or maybe that's not the right word, but in the morning on the docket, a physician can be sued because they wrote a prescription for a mother in their first trimester of pregnancy Mm. and something is, you know, it affects the pregnancy. Right. In the afternoon, the same court can hear that it's right. Can a mother abort her baby at the same time or even later? And the judge, same judge can say, Oh yes, you have the right to do that. So you can sue a doctor, for prescribing a medication that affects the pregnancy in the morning and the same judge can say oh you've got the right to abort your child in yeah. the afternoon i mean yeah. what's defining the life
2: yeah no we've seen that with a, a pregnant mom in a car accident baby dies if the other person's at fault there's there's a two manslaughter charges there's because there's that's a second right. life that is lost but yet the same court will will say oh no no but if that if it's an abortion issue then that's not a
3: life that's exactly right and the government recognizes the government recognizes there's two lives there they make pharmaceutical companies spend billions of dollars in research and development on any drug They're, they get tested for the effects if yes, with pregnancy so criminal justice system recognizes there's a baby is life in the womb. Yeah. The government does. Pharmaceutical companies do. Doctors that write prescriptions, we have to, you know, really scrub our scripts and make sure we're not going to do anything that hurts a pregnancy. A baby. So everybody believes it's life except those who want to abort.
2: And and it's a it's absolutely backwards. We can all see it, but this this bill is a huge step. I think, in in this whole struggle. One of the things as a pastor, uh, we work very hard to make sure the people who see things differently than us, the people who disagree with us politically or morally on these issues, because these really aren't just political, these are moral issues, we we don't want to make them our enemy, and yet we want to be part of this this fight. We want to support people like you who are trying to advocate this type of legislation. How can we help you?
3: Well, I would say... One, first and foremost, we pray. And number two, which is very big, people have to get out and vote. Yeah. They need to vote for people that believe that it is wrong to abort a child. And they need to ask the people who are running for office, where do you stand? And you know, if somebody hem haws around, they're not for life. Mm. If they've got a record, challenge them. What, what have you done for life? Yeah. where do you stand on it but it I mean churches could move elections but people have to get out I mean there's you know there's runoffs going on you know right now people need to get out there and they and some people say well I like it on this issue but not on that issue I would say where are they first on life because if they are conservative enough for life and they believe in that they've got a healthy respect, for people and for life and for freedom. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. People will sit back and go, "Woe with us! Woe with our government!" But yet they don't get out and vote. Yep. And I do believe, and I, as you all are past, our pastors, you know, you you are our shepherds, and you can get up. You can't say the church believes you should vote for Donna Campbell. But Oops. as a pastor can say, yeah. But <laughs> I shouldn't you have can said say, that. <laughs> say, Right. But you can say, I, I am, I am voting for this person because you're just mm. giving your opinion, mm. but can't say it as church, but you can say it as an individual. And yet there are groups out there to say, Oh no, you'd better stay away from that or your 501c3 will be jerked out from under you. Mm. But it's you pastors who have the radio shows, who get the message out there, who believe in the values of life, and you put God first, and you support freedom, and you know that freedom's not freebie. This is the kind of leadership that we need. You know, it's great to listen to an inspirational speaker, but more important is listening to what God says from the Bible, his inspired Mm. word about what we are to do.
2: Senator Campbell, excellent, excellent word. Thank you so much, and thank you for what you do, and uh, thank you for spending some time with us today.
3: Well, thank you for asking me. I've enjoyed it, and blessings to all of you and all your listeners.
2: God bless to you. Have a great day.
3: Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
2: Bye Bye now.
0: Pastor Sean, good stuff. I'm so really inspired that our state leaders are not shy about their faith, about putting God first here.
2: Yeah, that that is encouraging for me, and and you know there's a risk involved in that. A little bit. It puts a target on their back for some pretty... Sometimes very aggressive and not very nice people. and uh, But I, I love, you know, Senator Campbell's courage, uh, others. I've appreciated our governor. I've appreciated the stands he's taken. And this is, you know, this SB8, this heartbeat bill is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there will be challenges. There will be ways that people will try to get around it and all these other things. But, but, you know, if you're sitting here like I originally was like, wow, that's such a big, bold change. Understand. That's not the radical thing. The radical thing is killing the life of unborn children in their mother's womb. Mm. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound harsh, but the scripture says that the child is a child of God, created by God. Um, I thought Senator Campbell's point that every person who opposes abortion is alive. Yeah, You know, right. they had the opportunity to have that. And this idea that that an unborn child is just a piece of tissue, part of its mother's body, it is genetically not... True. If you say we want to follow the science, we want to believe science, do a DNA test. That is a new person, Mm. you know, and as believers, we believe God uniquely created and designed that person. So I I just get very encouraged and inspired by leaders who will stand up and say, no, we're, we mean this, and we're going to walk it out.
0: Well, as Donna Campbell said, uh, as, and she's in District Twenty Five. There, that's that whole Thirty Five corridor there, San Marcos all the way down to San Antonio and Kendall County, Comal. Let them know. I think it's important yeah. that we do call them and thank them for what yep. they're doing and fighting for that. So, if you get inspired right now, pick up the phone and call and just say thank you for what you're doing. That that goes. Do you encourage that? Yeah, you know, Of
2: course, I absolutely encourage you to do that. You know, they need because they hear from the <laughs> dissenters. Yeah. I, I too find that, that the people who disagree with us on these topics tend to be the far more vocal, far more loud. Mm-hmm. We need to let them know, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for taking a stand for life. Thank you for doing this. And I, I love what Senator Campbell said regarding the main thing we can do is pray. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe in the power of prayer. And so let's pray, pray for a move of God across our state. Pray for these leaders. Pray that, that through this, there would be children, Born who would have an opportunity to live the life God created them for, pray that that moms maybe who who are scared and they 're pregnant and they don 't know what to do, but would find options and would find that there are options and ways to bring that child in the world and even maybe bless a family who can 't have children and would love to adopt
0: uh, that 's a good, good 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 point too. I heard a stat that said somewhere even when it comes to adoption and even for foster care that if one person from every church adopted one kid it would clear the house out. Yeah. Have you heard that?
2: Yeah. I, I, I'm not familiar with what which stat that is, but stop and think about how many churches, how many people. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I just think this is something that's near and dear to the heart of God. So I, I'm just grateful for Senator Campbell, Dr. Senator Dr. Campbell, mm-hmm. and uh, for her stand and others like her.
0: And she, I don't think she even got to what, uh, everything that they were voting on here this, this past.
2: This has been a high impact session, yeah.
0: Big time, yeah. So yeah. A, lot, a lot of moving parts in, in Texas. And so uh, we're going to hopefully talk about those things in the future. Well, we'll have to have her back, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and she did She did a great job. She And she was very easy. We had some technical problems early on. She was no just real needs patient. No one to know that, Pastor Sean. We had technical problems. A producer who literally cannot you work the equipment.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. And, and with that, Pastor Sean, it's time to go.
2: Let's, <laughs> let's do this. We talked about the producer. over. What? Is this thing it's on? on? <laughs> hey, let me pray for us before we go. Let me pray for Senator Campbell and others like her. Lord, thank you so much. For uh, Senator Donna yeah. Campbell And for just the work she's doing And I know there's a lot of people who don't agree with her on stands Or whatever Lord, she clearly uh, wants to serve you She uh, wants to honor you And she believes in the gift of life And so I ask that you bless her I ask that there would be more politicians Who would understand That we are stewards of something We are stewards of authority And all authority comes from you mm. You know, it all comes from you And... Any authority we have is stewarded, And so I just I am grateful for uh, a senator who believes that way and for the many others who do as well, and I ask that you would bless them. Lord, thank you for this time. Um, I pray that you'd walk with us, lead us, and uh, just keep us centered on you each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen.